Welcome to the LDS Mental Health Podcast. This is a podcast for faithful women who want healing in their relationships, guidance from God, and internal peace. Each week, you'll hear mental health concepts taught through a spiritual lens from me, a licensed clinical mental health counselor, to help you start thinking in a higher and holier way. Welcome to this special bonus episode of Becoming a Divine Receiver. I have a special guest on here today, Emma Holiday, and Emma will be discussing her challenges with self-image, social phobia, and a faith crisis. All right. I'm so excited to welcome Emma Holiday to the podcast. Emma, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. I'm really excited to be here. Yes. Why don't you just introduce yourself to the audience first? Kind of tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, your family. What do you find yourself doing most during the days? Okay. Um, I'm a mother of three. I have two bo- sons, 13 and 10 years old, and then a little girl, six years old. And um, I work front desk at a motel right now, um, part-time. And during the day, I at home, I like to spend my time playing my guitar. Um, I clean a lot, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and just, I find myself in a lot of different places during the day. Um, awesome. Yeah, I tend my little nieces and nephews sometimes. <laughs> Awesome. I think we can all relate with that. Just being in lots of different directions when we have kids going here and there for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Emma was a part of my removing roadblocks revelation group coaching program and learned some of the mind body bridging skills that I teach in that program. So these are mental health skills that I teach through a spiritual lens. And I wanted her to come on and share her experience um, using those skills and kind of what life was like before that and after that and what she's learned from that. So let's start, Emma, kind of what was life like for you before learning these mind-body bridging skills that you learned in the Removing Roadblocks Revelation Group Coaching Program? Like what was life like? What were the struggles? What were the challenges that you were encountering? Okay, well, I mean, I definitely wouldn't say And I actually, I'm reminded of something that you taught me throughout the year two that I've been a kind of a part of your groups is that, um, that these thoughts and these situations are just like a bomb and you diffuse them. They're not going away and the problems in your life aren't going away. So I definitely wouldn't say that I'm like seasoned in all of these tools, but, um, in hindsight, I feel like my journey started very long ago. I've struggled with eating disorders. I've really struggled with body image, body dysmorphia, and kind of just a social phobia that just took over my life with this concept of of being a woman and feeling like I need to look a certain way. That's honestly kind of um, the focus that my life has taken, a great majority Mm -hmm. of it. And I've learned so much. with your tools, but it was, it's, it was a really hard, almost two decades of feeling like nothing was ever going to change for me, feeling stuck in this belief that I'm not enough, um, feeling like I was never going to to get to that place that I was trying to get. And I didn't even understand where that was. Yeah. It just, I felt like I 
I literally was running away from a train like all the time. And it, it, it just has been a really scary feeling. Yeah. So I, I needed, I needed something, some tools and some skills yeah. to kind of diffuse that in my life. Probably so. a very exhausting place to be. If that's kind of what's you're feeling like you're running away from these things all the time, yes. but also don't know where you're going or how to get there. Yes, for sure. I, I also, I'm also one of those people that kind of has a tendency to kind of put up a facade. So that like added to, to kind of the draining nature of it yeah. as well. Like so. people in your life maybe didn't realize what was happening, happening internally because of holding that in. Yeah, definitely. And kind of some generally generational cycle of kind of like making it seem like we're okay. It's something I'm trying to, to get out of. (laughs) Yes. I think so many people can relate with that. That's kind of what that was the culture a while ago, even still kind of is with mental health, right? It's like, just show up and pretend like you're okay and it will be okay. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I think it it can be difficult to be vulnerable and share some of these things. So I appreciate you sharing, um, kind of where you were at and, and what you were going through. I think it can help so many women relate and recognize that there is help and hope and a a place to go. And I want to circle back around to what you said right at the beginning, where you said like, what I've realized in this is that it's not about like trying to get all my problems to go away. That's kind of what I took from that. Will you expand on that a little bit more what you meant by that? Yeah. Well, I, I've been diving a little bit deeper into the spiritual side of me and I actually have taken a course from you and um, I, I've, I've just been realizing that the opposition is an opportunity. You've, mm-hmm. you've said that a lot yeah. and that these, um, these stumbling blocks in our path really are something that's going to bring us closer to, to our source or yeah. to, to Jesus Christ, to God, um, whatever way you look at it. And that's been something that's been so healing for me because mm-hmm. like I said, like I've been running away from a train for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. So having that heightened awareness has really helped just kind of free me and help me understand that it, it's okay to be in this moment. Just be curious about it, you know, mm-hmm. and you're going to learn something from it. So I love that. I love that. I think it's a lot of times we think that we have to get to this point where there's no problems occurring in our lives, or we have the thought process that problems that are happening to us must be because we're doing something wrong or that we're bad or that we've sinned in some way. Right. And that's just not true. It's part of the plan of salvation. The opposition is always coming at us. Yes. Well, and just to throw this in there, Um, my mom always tells me to live and act in every moment as if you chose every single one of them. Oh, wow. And that really has, I don't know, (laughs) that's edged on my heart because that, that diffuses every single moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can just accept it for what it is and just realize they're compiling into something that's molding you and refining Mm -hmm. you. So, yes. Yeah. Cause every opportunity, every time you encounter opposition, it's an opportunity to return to Christ and feel his power, his love, his guidance, his wisdom, no matter the challenge or the 
circumstance that we're facing. And it just provides another opportunity to build that relationship with him in a different way. Yes, totally. For it. sure. And and I've noticed more and more another thing that she says, sorry to glean on all yeah. of my mom's wisdom. I love but it. <laughs> she she always tells me to lean in, just lean into the discomfort. Yeah. And and fill that. Mm-hmm. And it really is kind of that the birthplace for um when creation and miracles happen. Yes. How have, I love that concept. How have you found some of the skills, the mind body bridging skills have helped you lean into some of those discomforts? Oh my goodness. Well, for me, the biggest thing that I use throughout the day, and I wish I could say that I sat down and mapped all the time with my ADHD brain. I really struggle doing that. So yeah. I have, um, I have a system. I have a mental system, mm-hmm. um, that you actually taught me to, to thought label. I can thought label in my head. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this takes place throughout the day, but especially where there's big groups of people. Mm-hmm. I told you in the beginning, I just have developed kind of some social phobias yeah. uh, that have kind of compiled on each other mm-hmm. because of the belief about my body belief about myself as a woman. And um, so just for example, just when I'm in in a group, I sometimes, not all the time, I carry a little rock in my pocket <laughs> and I I hold on to it and I rub it yes. to kind of like come back to my senses and remind myself that Emma, you're okay yeah. in this moment among these people that are different than you and and you can be yourself. Yeah. Um, so that. that's really helped me. Um, but another thing that I'm finding is you have talked about, we mentioned um, how these situations are like bombs and we can diffuse them. They're not going to mm-hmm. go away. Yeah. Um, but the, the word prefer has mm-hmm. changed and saved my life. And something that I'm trying to work on right now is when I switch a should to prefer, I'm trying to really be intentional and aware of what I actually do prefer. So yeah. just for instance, for instance, I should be fit. I should be thin. I should have a flat stomach. So I'll take one of those. Yeah. I I should I should be fit. Instead, yeah. I prefer to be fit because I want to play with my kids. Yes. I want to have energy to do all the things that I love. Yeah. I want to have when I feel healthy in my body, I have clarity in my brain. Yeah. So I really am trying to kind of like romanticize that word prefer throughout the day to actually see what it is that Emma wants that has nothing to do with anybody else. I love that. I love that. Cause the natural man can really get us going. Like I need to be fit so I can fit in, or I need to be fit so I can be liked, or I need to be fit so that I can, you know, wear these special clothing or whatever it might be. Right. The natural man can mess with our heads so much, but that's not when you get really down to like who you are as a divine being, excuse me, you don't actually want those things. Like you don't prefer those things. That's what the natural man tells you you prefer. Right. And when you can get back to like, why do I want that? Well, I actually, I do want to be fit, but for a very different reason. And that sort of takes the pressure off, right? It's like, yes, I do want to be fit for that reason. Definitely. 
Uh, yes, it, it's been a game changer. Like Nikki, I'm telling you, it has saved my life. It really oh, has. Awesome. It's amazing <laughs> how simple the tools can be sometimes too, right? Like yes. when you think about just changing some wording or recognizing where it comes from, and there's a little bit more detail to it and learning it, the skill of yeah. that, but um, it's simplistic in implying it, right? And sometimes the natural man can make us feel like there has to be this big giant plan and effort in order to overcome how we're feeling. And if it has to be big and giant like that, it's never going to happen. So therefore I'm just always going to be this way. And that's a really hard place to be at too. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably one of the most beautiful paradoxes that it's so simple that it, you know, it ends up being something grand (laughs) for me. Yep. It it has been. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Through small and simple things, great things are brought to pass. (laughs) Yes. So through this process of kind of learning these skills, you can kind of think back of like things that you did try in the past, right? Where you applied other skills or maybe tried different systems or things like that. Do you want to kind of walk through some of those things that you have tried in the past and didn't really work for you and why this shift kind of got you on a path that felt uh, more in alignment with where you wanted to be? Yes. Um, so, okay. So my terminology is going to be wrong here. So you You're need good. to help. Okay. Okay. okay so, so cognitive behavioral therapy mm-hmm. is more like reframing something. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Reframing it into more of a positive nature or something that, yeah. Changing the thought. So the, that was not working for me. Yes. That just wasn't working for me. I needed the radical acceptance that in this moment, this is who I am. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to stay here. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to give my, myself permission to evolve. Yeah. Or even fall, fall down too, because there's lessons in both. And that, I mean, I was, that's what I was doing before. It was like, well, just be positive. And I, I'll never forget you saying something like, well, that can become a requirement. Yes. (laughs) Especially where you, I mean, it goes for parenting too. Like when you tell your kids, well, just be positive, you know, like just think happy thoughts. Yes. (laughs) It just was not working for me. And so I needed, I needed that radical acceptance. Yeah. 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 Well, there's that nature of, and and not to say CBT doesn't work for other people, right? but one of the differences, yeah. For one of the differences that people might relate with is that CBT is about changing your thoughts as they come in, you have power to change them. And with the skills that I teach, it's like, these thoughts are always going to come in. So let's just accept them for what they are, but diffuse how they make my body and mind respond when they come in. They get to just be thoughts. They don't define who I am. They don't dictate what I do or I choose to be, or they don't even have to be facts. They can just be thoughts that are there. Yeah. Yeah. And once we can accept that, almost the pressure, what I hear you saying is kind of the pressure of having to live up to those thoughts sort of releases. And you can just be who you are without having to live up to what your thoughts you want to change them to. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. 
That's so cool. So what would you say um, was kind of your big game-changing takeaway from removing roadblocks or just mind-body bridging skills in general that has kind of made this shift for you? Okay. So this is where, um, (laughs) okay, removing roadblocks to revelation ended up being something that I really needed because I, I've um, kind of, kind of had somewhat of a little faith crisis that I've been working on and really kind of uh, trying to navigate. Um, I'll never forget when you mentioned how, I I think it was David A. Bednar's talk about how there's a conduit that opens for us to receive revelation. I will never forget you saying though, that that's always there. It's a constant stream, but we create the pavilion over our head. I really, really needed to hear that desperately because I did fall kind of prey to the, I not pray, but kind of fell into the belief that I wasn't receiving revelation and blessings because I was being punished or, or something like that because of sins that were happening. Um, and so that was that was a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. I I really desperately needed to hear that. Um, and then melting the tools together with that concept has really helped me understand that Heavenly Father always is that that stream really is there. It's always going yeah. to be there. Um, but then bridging the gap with trying to navigate the thoughts and just allowing them to be thoughts so that my body is not experiencing all of that tension. So I can have that clarity. Yeah. Um, that's been key. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's, so, it's uh, president Iring's talk. Iring. Oh, that's yes. who it was. Okay. Yeah. I think it's called the pavilion. I think is what it's called. Like, I think yes. Pavilion is in the title of it, but yeah, there's talking about, he talks about um, how Joseph Smith, talked about the pavilion that was hiding him and that we all have a pavilion. Like it's the natural man. The natural man is our pavilion that blocks us from having that. And the natural man is that opposition that keeps us from feeling that continuous stream of revelation, a power that Christ is always pouring down upon us. But the thing that puts the pavilion there is our own thoughts. What we allow our thoughts, like our thoughts become our words, become our actions, become who we are, right? And so if we walk that backwards, it all starts with our thoughts. And so if we can allow, like interrupt what the natural man is making us believe about our thoughts and just accept them for thoughts that the natural man is putting out there, and we can choose to bite onto that bait or not, right? And we can just let them be. And that removes the pavilion so that your mind and body become more calm and more clear. And you know that you're receiving that revelation in that moment because of that alignment that you have. Yes, definitely. Awesome. So feeling that like that knowledge, just knowing that that's there and that's how it works was helpful to you. Oh, so much, so much. I I really needed uh, needed that lesson. Yeah. That's really, and, and kind of just your perspective on that. So it's interesting. 
Yeah. It's interesting when we can kind of combine that mental health and spirituality, that world, right. And be able to feel like, Oh, I don't have to go talk to somebody about my spirituality over here or my mental health over here, which is great. But when you can get that in the same place, especially when you're feeling like you need that help with your mental health spiritually, right. You need that resource from God to help you with that. Then it can be a great place to really understand the whole concept of how your thoughts affect your spirituality. Yes. It's, it's been a game changer to have them just in the same place. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. I love it. Do you have, I love everything you've shared. You have so many great examples and wonderful um, stories. Do you have anything else that you would love for women to know who are kind of like, I feel like this is something that I need in my life or want in my life, but I'm just not sure. What would you tell somebody who's kind of in that situation about the program, about the skills, anything? Oh my goodness. You know, I think about the creation and I think about Eve mm-hmm. and I just think when, when you, when you shared your perspective about the creation and, and mother Eve yeah. um, and how all along there was opposition and there was going to be um, in humanity, the idea of two parts to us two parts of our brain. Anyway, it just dawned on me. It just clicked Mm -hmm. that, um, that as women in particular, um, if we can hone in on the fact that there really is those two pieces to us yeah, and understand that in the world that we're living in right now, we're going to be able to stand stand up for ourselves, not stand up for ourselves, but be more aware that all of these things that are highlighted in society and mainstream media and all of the things that, you know, make on a general basis, make women feel so small. Yeah. It's going to expand our horizons and, and help us understand who we really are. And um, that's something that I've desperately needed because I've always felt a purpose in me. And when you're able to find that clarity and discover who you are finally. Yeah. It is so rewarding and it's so freeing because there is no way that we were just sent here to just be balls of flesh. There yeah. is no way. Yeah. And so I guess just especially to the women that are struggling with their bodies, I think we're all to a certain degree going through that on the on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um we are just beautiful vessels that heavenly father's working through. And, um, I just, I really want, I want every woman on this planet to have these tools. (laughs) It really, it really, Nikki, I'm not even, I'm not joking when I say it saved my life. It really has. So I really appreciate what you're doing and especially combining it with the spiritual piece. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That was beautifully said. I love that. Like if we don't understand that opposition is just a part of our life, we cannot truly live our purpose and receive our purpose and act on that because we will be continually fighting opposition rather than just living in it and living our purpose. Yes. And we all chose to come. 
We right. we all chose to come and we all have a intricate purpose here. Yeah. That Heavenly yeah. Father knows. Yeah. So so I just don't want that to be blocked for anybody. Yes. <laughs> and I love that that is cleared up for you. And obviously I love what you said earlier too, is like, I'm not perfect at it, but I'm not perfect at it either. You know, like know. nobody is, nobody's right. perfect at it. And it doesn't all of a sudden learning the skills doesn't make your life problem-free or perfect, but just understanding opposition in a different way and that you have tools to deal with opposition can be a lot less stressful than just being in that situation and not knowing what's going on. Yes. Oh my gosh. The awareness, it's, it's has saved me. Yeah, for sure. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, being vulnerable, sharing your story. Um, and I just appreciate everything you said. Yeah. You're so welcome. And thank you for all that you're doing. I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. If you're interested in learning some of these same skills that Emma talks about in this episode, then click the link in my show notes and join the Removing Roadblocks to Revelation group coaching program waitlist. The program is going to be opening up in August. As soon as you join the waitlist, then I will notify you when the program opens. Thank you for listening to the LDS Mental Health Podcast. I hope you were able to find ways of healing, guidance, and peace. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend who would love to start thinking in a higher and holier way as well, or hit that follow button so you don't miss out on any episodes. Also, check out the links in my show notes for other episodes you might like and links for other mental health resources on my website.